This is the Emerging Women Podcast, where we become inspired to live and lead from the truth of who we are. We're creating a new paradigm for power that includes the feminine perspective because the world needs it. Welcome, Shauna. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's so fun. And already I'm feeling my frequency rising. And actually it was rising before we even got on the call, just because I was tuning in, tuning in, tuning in to just the frequency of vibration. Let's just start there, not to mention any specific frequencies of you or me or whatever, but it's so easy to bypass that. And so I'm excited to talk more about that and the practices around building that muscle. But first, I want to let everybody know who we're speaking with today. So first of all, Shauna mentions, um, she refers to herself as a manifestation coach, which I love because we all need a little help. It's not just putting, you know, a, a lookbook together, right? So we need actual ongoing support with our visions as entrepreneurs, as powerful women reaching, whether you're in the executive space. So um, just this idea of a manifestation coach making our dreams possible is fabulous. And for me, I hear life coach a lot, but I don't hear this manifestation coach um, terminology. And that feels super juicy. I'm dying to dig into that. She's also an intuitive healer. She's a best-selling author, and her book is called The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life. And she's also the host of the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where she um, speaks and, and works with many people to help them in this realm of raising our frequency so that we can actually attract things that we actually resonate with people, not the bad stuff where we don't resonate with. So again, I'm really excited to get into the detail of this, but she's, she's also a consultant um, to executives in Fortune 500 companies, and she's got a list of clientele that are celebrities, influencers, and actual fashion industry experts. So that's interesting as well. And if you're listening, I'm sitting, she's sitting here in front of me and well, uh, on the Zoom, and she is quite fashionable. So I believe she knows what she's talking about that in that realm. So let's talk about what you mean by soul frequency, just so we can really get an understanding of your definition around that. So the soul frequency is something that was a download at, at a certain point in my evolution. I basically was playing with energy and understanding this quantum realm and how we manifest things into our life, how we create our reality. And at that time I was knew that something was birthing, like, you know, and that new thing is coming through, you've been doing something for a while and all of a sudden mm -hmm. there's something big coming and mm -hmm. like, what's the word for that? Like, how do I even describe this? And the irony and people can probably appreciate this is that I went and sat with a very small group of entrepreneurs with one of the biggest business coaches, like in the space of personal development. And I said, I feel like I'm birthing something new and, and it's called the soul frequency. 
He goes, nobody is going to know what that is. You can't name your business that like no one will get that. You have to name it something that people understand. And I left there just going, no, I need to name my business this because this is what is true and real. And it was one of those moments where I solidified for myself, like this is it because I don't mind if nobody knows what those words are. It's a vibration. It's a feeling. And the right people will connect with the feeling, um, which is exactly what has happened. So, so it's something that just came through. And it's really about our own unique vibration. So we each have our own energy that we are in truth, you know, prior to our, our human existence and, and how to bring that energy forward, how to unlock that part of ourself that is our creative genius. Hmm. Okay. So you got this, first of all, let, let's just back up just a bit. You said a download. Now you're talking about like a writer's download or are you somehow more intuitive or do you have like psychic powers or are you a medium or are you a channeler or where do you fit in that realm, that spectrum of what I think we're all moving towards, but some of us are more in the 5D um, right now than others. So yeah. Let us know so, where you are in that. So I for a long time I, you know, I didn't want to move to towards the word psychic or intuitive or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I have a 20 year business career prior to even doing what I do today. I was in, you know, very corporate positions um, in finance and in real estate. And so I've had this whole other world that I lived and I resisted in many ways, the aspect of myself that can access lots of different information. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's the pairing to me and how I pair it um, by using what we all have, which is an intuitive gift, ability to tune into other information that maybe other people don't sense or feel, and then how to use that in a very practical way. So I have this very three-dimensional you know, business experience under my belt, mm -hmm. and then I have this incredible like ability to see what someone came for in this lifetime and how to amplify that and how to align their whole life to kind of why they're here. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's a lot of things that we have to kind of peel back the layers on to really figure that out and to shift our lives. And so it was like this former life I was living pairing with this aspect of me that was opening up again, because I actually, um, had this when I was a child. So oh, I had, okay. yeah. And I talk yeah. about this in my book, um, about my experience of being multidimensional when I was born and in my young life and living around most people that did not understand it. I did mm -hmm. have a very spiritual grandmother who told everybody to leave me alone, <laughs> let her do her thing. Um, so she was the only one that really understood. And then it scared me that nobody understood my perspective or what I was seeing. I had um, two basically beings, I know this sounds wild, living with me when I was a child, but my parents couldn't see them. And it was kind of like this funky sitcom. I'm like, someone should, <laughs> someone should make this a sitcom. Um, but when I was about six or seven and I was really in, you know, getting into that school age and I just didn't want to see those things and I shut it down. I, I was really effective at kind of closing myself off to some of those things. And it was really uh, the pregnancy with my son that opened the door to it. So something about his energy in my body, um, you know, he's, he's super, he has what I have and he's super connected. And so that was like an awakening moment to this. And for years, like most people, when you start to perceive the world in different ways, you are not, it's not necessarily like, oh yes, this is great. This is so easy. I mean, I resisted and I fought it and I 
tried to make sense of it and all of these types of things before, you know, I came to a place of acceptance. Nice. Yeah. I can imagine as a child, when you don't have somebody saying, I mean, nowadays they're, God, kids are so open, but back then, you know, God, even five years ago, 10 years ago, things were so different. So I can imagine how disorienting that is. Um, But also now it's just become such an asset, even in business, right? To have the, the skill set to know that we're not getting all the information in this 3D, in this three dimension. Like there's more information, just to know that there's more that we don't know, <laughs> just start there. And then to build those muscles, just to go back to tying into your, you know, your business and your financial background and your real estate background that it's funny that, you know, I can imagine that you do work with executives and people and because this is a real asset developing this ability to, tune into other ways to know what's going on than just like the facts and figures and the person before you and the, you know, like we're calling it 3D, but we're talking about what we can see, hear, feel and smell and taste, right? Is that what you mean? And so there's other inputs coming in. Okay. So, and you developed that you had it, you turned it off, you put the blazer on, you've got the firm handshake, you went out there, you surrendered to the pregnancy your son is an indigo child um like many of us uh who've you know given birth in the last i'd say 15 years these kids Mm -hmm. um and now you've just taken a 180 and not even a 180 it sounds like there's a little blending going on here because you're clearly a very uh, astute and uh, successful businesswoman as well but what so what, when people come to you and they're in this realm of business, I mean, you're talking about working with executives at Fortune 500 companies and your company is called Soul Frequency. <laughs> so you're not dumbing it down. No. Right? No. What are they coming to you for and how, you know, I guess I would say like, what is it that they're seeking and what problem are you solving for them and how are you doing that with soul frequency? So it's a great question. Um, You know, a lot of my clients come by referral. So someone else has said to them, look at what has happened in my life, or they have watched a friend literally transform every aspect of their life. And they're like, how are you doing this? You know, what's happening? So a lot of clients come that way. Um, But what's interesting in the corporate world is that this is an energy that's coming on the planet. So like you say, everything is ramping up and people are feeling it, whether Mm -hmm. they've gone through massive changes in their life or changes in their business. Like that's how we awaken ourselves to, you know, higher frequencies of information. We go through things. And so those things, you know, those little cracks and that they let the light through and those cracks open the doors to new perceptions and ways of seeing yourself. So so a lot of people uh, that are in, you know, some big corporations, they feel like they're in the closet with this aspect of themselves. So they go to their corporate career, but there's a part of them that might be reading spirituality books, you know, at night mm-hmm. or looking into personal development or thinking, you know, a client of mine uh, that just came just started working with me. They were like, you know, I always was thinking there's got to be something bigger. You know, there's got to be a bigger mission behind this. There's got to like, I want to feel like I'm more passionate. Like it's not just about making a paycheck or meeting a, you know, meeting a deadline. It's, I have to care more. Like I want to be connected to this. 
And so it can be that sometimes people come nothing about their business. They come because a relationship, you know, is either coming together or coming apart or something, a death in the family, something that's going on in their life. But everything that I do is, is all encompassing. So when you shift your frequency in one area of life, let's say someone comes and they want to work on a relationship that is going to affect your energy in every area of your life. So there's a domino effect to this work. And when we raise our vibration, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm just going to stay over here and raise the vibration in relationship. And it's not going to impact other areas of our life. So Mm -hmm. we're looking at what is out of alignment. Like, like Mm -hmm. the way that my gift works is I'm looking at somebody's energy field. I'm looking at their life and all the aspects within it. And I'm saying, where is this person either not telling themselves the truth or feeling in a misalignment? It's like when somebody's back goes out of alignment and they go to a chiropractor and the chiropractor, you know, puts your back straight again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can sometimes be in a lot of pain just to use as an analogy, because your back is out of alignment. Like you're, you know, hobbling into the chiropractor, fix Mm -hmm. me. But sometimes your back is a little out of alignment. And until somebody puts it back in alignment, you're like, whoa, that feels better. Like I didn't even realize. Totally. It was out, but now it feels so much better. So it's both of those things. Sometimes we really notice the way our life is out of alignment Mm -hmm. and we're in pain about it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't really notice it's unconscious. And until we get into alignment, we go, this Mm -hmm. is, oh my gosh, this feels so much better. So I'm just looking at those things and gently helping people to see the greater truth or to see the thing that maybe is unconscious at this time. And just by seeing it, we start to shift energy around it. And so, so the energy starts to move in a different direction and everything starts to open up for people. So people feel like it's magical. Like that word gets used a lot around the soul frequency, like this mm. is magical. Um, but it's, it's not really magical. I mean, it's really rooted in science and the quantum you know, universe. It doesn't take long to change something in the quantum. It's like a nanosecond. You can mm-hmm. shift energy and everything in your life can kind of go into alignment and that can happen relatively quickly. Okay. I want to hear about that, but let me just, let me just stick with the executives here for a second. It sounds like there's just so many people who are seeking to make meaning of their life in a much deeper way. Yes. And because, you know, to come to you from a very more conventional work setting with that kind of longing, which I heard just speaks volumes in terms of where, where the future of work lays. Like it's not enough to like get the negotiation skills down and the correct communication and, you know, learn to create psychological safety. These are all like sort of the buzzwords in the corporate world, but really what people want is to know why and how they belong and what their gift is. And how can they live a life of meaning? And I think that's what I'm hearing that they're coming to you for. And what you're saying is when you address those things, regardless of the material, whether it's relationship or work or whatever, that in one realm, you can actually, because that seems like such a base, right? Yeah. Why am I here? What's my gift? How can I truly love what I'm here to bring? That's a base for everything. Yeah. So it sounds like that's when you mean soul frequency, right? That's like the deepest layer of the layers. It is. That's exactly it. And, and that's what I say to people is like, we tend to have goals and intentions, which are beautiful 
about the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a goal about the money we want to make or the house we want to live in or the, you know what I mean? These very tip of the iceberg. Um, And I always say that, that goals like that are actually a secondary goal. So what's fascinating in my practice that I have observed over and over again and other people experience over and over again is when we work on the base of the iceberg, everything works from there on up. Mm-hmm. When we focus on the tip of the iceberg, it's like painting over rust, meaning you put a nice new coat of paint over rust and rust will seep through that paint. Mm-hmm. If you have stuff at the base of the iceberg that's unacknowledged, unconscious, and that's causing issue in life, that is always going to continue rising to the top of the iceberg. So I don't really worry about the tip of the iceberg. I want to go to the base of the iceberg because I know if we build a solid foundation there, everything trickles up from there. Mm -hmm. The the success amplifies, the money comes, the life feels good, the relationship steps in. So Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily saying, how do we make the relationship step in? I'm just putting people's energy in a place that feels resonant for them. Mm -hmm. And then the things that they want naturally step into their life. And that's why people feel like it's magical, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily trying to manipulate the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting someone in a vibration where the, the intentions they put out into the world, the goals they have, the things that they want in their life, that's an energy they send out. And then that energy is able to come back in and they're mm-hmm. able to receive that. Yes. I love it. Okay. So now what you said was that you can do it like really quickly, like in the quantum field, you know, you sent an intention and it takes a nanosecond to grab hold. Now there are people, including myself, Um, who've done decades of therapy. And and in fact, um, which I'm done with, done with that sort of like digging in the past, but I've also done like work like neuro-linguistic programming and and really fabulous meditation, self-reflection. And you said something like, as soon as you see it, it starts to shift, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, first of all, what level... Do you need to see it? Because you can say, oh, I'm always angry. I've seen it. It's not going to shift, right? So one, tell us more about what you mean when you say as soon as you can see it. And two, what is your relationship to content? In other words, context or, you know, um, are you just purely talking about, oh, the vibrations off here, like a chiropractor, let me fix it. And what does the weight of past traumas, or I call it meaning making of your personal story. How does that factor in to your work, which is highly vibrational and energetic? A lot, a lot. So, so great questions. Um, You know, a lot of people come to me, you know, probably everybody that's been at the soul frequency has been in therapy before or is currently in therapy. And so we have, you know, long history of that. And the way I define the difference in the work, I think therapy is great. I don't have any, you know, issue with therapy Yay, at therapy. all. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I think, I think it's you're done, you're done though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but what I've noticed about traditional therapy, and I don't know, there, I'm sure there's many kinds of therapy, but what I've noticed is 
Um, and what people have reflected back to me is I've been going to my therapist for five years and we talk about the same issue or the same problem over and over again. And I'm not feeling any relief from that. I'm right mm -hmm. where I was in some mm -hmm. respects. I mean, I'm, it's good. I'm talking about it and it's good. I'm getting it out, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I've moved beyond whatever the issues or the issue is like, I keep kind of returning to this yep. same, you know, wounds. Yes. And so what I'm looking at is, is intuitively I'm able to go, okay, where did this, we're built on patterns and programs just like computers are. So if I have a hardware of a computer, I'm going to yep. download software or, or programs into it. Therefore, my computer is going to look different than your computer based on what mm -hmm. my software is, right? doesn't matter about our hardware looking the same. Um, right, right. We, we have all kinds of different programs. And because we work on programs, we run the program over and over again in our life. And we attract things in that trigger the program and we get very used to running a program. So I'm disrupting the programs and I can go back and look at where the program began. And it's sometimes really valuable to go, what is the moment where this person developed this belief? And it's usually in childhood. Um, and they started to say, oh, this is who I am, or this is what is possible for me, or this is how other people feel about me. And then you build your whole life based on that belief as if it's fact or truth, mm -hmm. even though you created it from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. You had an experience and this yep. is what's fascinating. Like, let's say there's three kids in the same family. They have the same mom. And if you interviewed those three kids, they would have, they would say different things about who their mom was or what their experience was. Yeah, they have different parents really you, in that. You perceive it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we create these beliefs and we could say, oh, but they're valid because this happened to me. But mm -hmm. someone else could have the same thing happen to them and they could create a different belief about it. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, we have to understand ourselves as creators. We are mm -hmm. literally creating all the time. Mm -hmm. And and so that is how we start to break down those patterns because people mm -hmm. just run on these cyclical patterns all the time at the higher frequencies. So the more you raise your frequency, this whole word about raising your vibration or raising your frequency is a feeling, it's a way that you perceive yourself in the world. And that patterned way of living where we feel like we keep meeting the same person or dating the same person, or we keep finding ourselves in the same emotional place. Right. Like you don't have that. That's really what the whole concept around raise your vibration, raise your frequency. The patterns don't exist at, at like a higher frequency of living. So you are not, you're much more, um, able to access creatively what you want. And you're much able, much more able to call into your life without a lot of resistance or blocks, mm -hmm. the things that you want. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a very deep introspective process into how your computer was built and yeah. what programs you downloaded into your computer. And part of my gift is how to deprogram the things that you don't like, not everything, just the yeah. things that cause you pain and suffering and program something different in its place. Right. Yes. Love. Um, and then it just can, so much easier to be objective about it. You know, it's like the well-worn ski pass, you know, the path down the mountain, you know, it's always a little scarier to go over into the trees and into the powder where you don't have the groove, you know, but it's so much better. Yeah. Um, it's not even funny. Hello, lovely listeners. I want to pause for a moment here to make sure that you know how you can get even more access to this type of inspiration and support. Emerging Women has its own membership community where you get teachings from incredible female leaders and coaching support directly from me 
as well as other brilliant members within the Emerging Women Tribe every month. If you are ready to go deeper into your own leadership and emerging journey, head over to EmergingWomen.com for a free trial of our membership community. We've truly designed it as a hub for women like you who want to create change in the world. Don't go it alone, sisters. Head over to EmergingWomen.com forward slash membership and start your free trial today. Now, let's get back to our conversation. Um, I want to talk about this now. Uh, I'm getting back to the, the, what you said was that it goes really quickly. So some of this is contextual, mm-hmm. story-based, where you're catching things and you're very quick to see the patterns, right? But some of it surely is just, are you receiving this vibrationally? And, and can we learn to recognize those dissonant uh, versus resonant patterns in ourselves. Cause that's fascinating to me. You clearly have a gift. Yeah. I mean, you clearly have a gift and I, I want that gift so bad. <laughs> and I know it's like, I remember being a kid just going, I want to be a psychic. I wish I could, you know, and just wanting yeah. it. And, you know, weirdly enough, it has started happening to me in the last like two years Like weirdly weird. And maybe I've always had it and it's, but that was just me. Not everybody feels this way where they want to be like, and I, I have no problem with the term psychic. I love when you say, raise your vibration, raise your frequency, Uh, you know, whether or not we put that in quotes, it is not overdone in this world of emerging women. None of this language is overdone. It is not said enough. This is not spoken of enough proven by fortune 500 executives calling you up, going, help me. Okay, so as as spiritual channels of higher vibration, we do not apologize for this language. I'm telling this to everybody because we have a a mixed crowd of executives and entrepreneurs on this um, podcast. Um, But anyway, I know I'm long, I'm long form and I'm verbose. So I'm (laughs) sorry, I apologize. But what I'm saying is, what is the what are you seeing energetically, given the fact that you have a gift And what can we, and maybe I'm a hybrid, um, I'm very intuitive, um, but maybe what can the lay person learn to recognize in themselves? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What does it smell like? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a couple of things going on. I want to answer this a couple of different ways for context. So there is energy on the planet that's changing. It's going to push people, right, into greater truth, meaning we're going to see things that surprise us or shock us, or we're going to have things happen in our life that wake us up. Mm -hmm. So we have to have that perspective on things, right? Even the most person that just doesn't believe in any of this, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is science and this, this quantum, us understanding the quantum world is a now moment that's happening on the planet. So just like there's been different inventions at different times in our history, this is the time of this consciousness right now coming on the planet. So just understanding like, even if we, if we're devout to our spirituality and we believe in energy, great. If we're not, everyone's feeling it. Right. And it can feel like you're being squeezed a little bit, right? Like squeeze like an orange and you're seeing the juice that comes out, right? Like what's within us when we get squeezed comes out. That could be, I'm really angry. I'm feeling squeezed in different areas of my life. And I'm mad and I'm seeing how mad I am. Why am I so mad? Right? Mm -hmm. Like these are just great opportunities to open the door. And this is kind of the 
the universe saying to you, like, here's a great opportunity to go deeper into this, to understand yourself, to, to see what in your life feels good and what doesn't. So that's going on on a very big collective level. And people, more and more people will feel this. And you probably have people in your life or people that you know that have been going through things. Like, so that's going on. But, but the way to access our gifts, and yes, the answer is we all have gifts. They're all different. So not everybody has a gift to be a channel. Not everybody has the gift of sight. Not everybody has the gift of feeling. We all have our own gifts and, and they show up in a unique way, just like you're a unique person. Mm -hmm. If we don't have access to them, it's just because there's lots of layers that keep us from seeing. So, so as you embark on work like this, you're going to be peeling back those layers. You're going to be peeling back the parts of you that keep you from not seeing your gifts. And that's one of the beauties. So we come for that tip of the iceberg. We come because a relationship's not working. We want to grow our business. Mm -hmm. But what really happens in the process that's so beautiful is the relationship happens and the business grows. But at the end of the process, you're not even, it, that's, you're just like, whoa, I've opened the door to be able to manifest what I want. And yes, my business is making more money. And yes, I've fallen in love or yes, my relationship has gotten better. But now I'm at the source of like, I can do this in every area of my life. Like I can basically expand what is possible for me all over my life. So that's mm -hmm. the real true, like golden nugget. It's not those end results that we focus on all the time, although they happen. Mm -hmm. It's realizing that you're at the source of being able to like having the experience where maybe you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden when we're done working together, you're so in love and you've transformed unilaterally mm -hmm. because you shifted your energy, transformed the dynamic of your relationship. Mm -hmm. How empowered do you feel after that? You're like, I can do anything. If I can shift this, I can shift anything. And so that is the true gift of this work is not that one goal, but realizing you can do that anywhere for the rest of your life. Mm. I love what you said about like being at the source. Yes. Right. It's, it's even deeper than, I mean, what's deeper than soul source. Yeah. Somehow that just really resonated with me not to keep playing on these vibrational terms. <laughs> so um, anyway, I just love it so much. I don't know if anybody else listening to this is like feeling it, but just as we're talking, I can feel it. Shh. Like, so that's what I want to get. I want to drill down. Cause I'm, uh, I'm a Capricorn. I love it. And I like practicality. So when I think of vibration and this is how I relate to it, there is a sort of like energetic, vibrational, physical, it's in the category of, of senses. So I am really just doggone curious. How are you getting the information? Like, what does it look and feel like? And I know I've, I've asked this and I really thank you for saying we all have it and that we just need to remove the resistance. This whole idea of that just makes it like, yes. Who doesn't want to do that anyway, but anyway, and then what should I be looking for? What is it like? I know it's unique for everybody, but I am curious to see how it comes to you. And then the people you've worked with, what are some of the, the ways that they started turning that on in themselves? 
Yeah. So um, for me, like, so a lot of people, if you know, like you've brought up channels and things like this. So, so a channel in that instance that, that, that has, it's like energy coming through that person, right? Like Mm -hmm. something else other than them, you know, is coming through them to be spoken or written or whatever. Mm -hmm. My experience is, is very much like instantaneous. So it's like an aspect of me. It's nothing that feels like it's coming through me. Mm. I'm just able to like ask a question within myself and be taken right to the information. So when I say access to information, there is tons of information, just like a dog can hear things that humans can't hear. Those, those tones exist. We just can't hear them with our human ears. So there's tons of information in the field everywhere that some people can access and some people cannot access things like, Oh, I see the street sign most people that are in human form can see a street sign, right? So, so there's just information. It's just all information. And I'm able to access information about people and their experiences. Um, if I'm in session with them and it's, I'm literally guided, like I just go right to the piece of information. So it's not like, I see like, I just remember this, like, you know, there's clear audio. I'm sorry to go into this, but it's fascinating. Um, Clairvoyant, clairsentient. So when you say information, right, is it coming to you in words? Like someone is speaking. Okay. No, 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 it's nothing that it's just, it's just a, I just know it's, there's no word for it. Like I've tried to define it. Um, So it's not like I'm seeing a picture or visual of the person experiencing things. It's a felt experience. So it is felt. Yeah. It's a felt experience that I'm able to then put words to. So it's fascinating. It's not like a lot, a lot of people see a visual picture or they hear auditorily Mm -hmm. someone either, you know, telling them or they hear words and then they say, you know, does this word mean anything to you? Or these words mean anything to you? This is a felt through the heart space experience. And then it's, there's no um, separation between feeling it and then speaking it. So there's no, like, I don't feel it. And then it's like to translate and stuff. Okay. I think it's just coming direct heart to. Yes. I want this. And everybody listening wants this too. Now switch to the people that you work with. Are they developing this? Can they do it? And how are, is it coming to them in the same way? No. So everybody is different, but they're absolutely, you know, most people that feel called to this definitely have like intuitive sensibilities, whether they're aware of that or not, like, like it could be right under the surface for them. Meaning like a lot of people, you know, who have worked in a very corporate environment, they use their intuition to make judgment calls every day on Mm -hmm. their business but they don't necessarily label that as an intuitive. They say, I have a gut instinct and my gut is right about this. So so that happens a lot. Um, So I find that it's just a different terminology that they're using, but really what they're accessing is, hmm, do I think we should go right or left? I have a real sense we should go right. And they make that choice and then it works, right? And then they, every time they make a choice and it works, they build that intuitive ability to trust themselves and to make choices based on that. So, so I find that most of the people that feel resonant to the soul frequency have had those experiences. Like when we start to talk, they go, yeah, I just have these gut instincts. And I really, you know what I mean? They're right on pretty much if I listen to myself and I really follow through with it. So that is your intuition. And as people peel back the things that 
haven't worked in their life, mm-hmm. um, that only amplifies, right? It just gives way to more of that coming through. And of course, the more that I'm able or people are able to honor that in you, the more you feel comfortable jumping into that. So when you have a world that doesn't believe in any of that or a world that just doesn't honor your gut instinct, then then it stays kind of, you know, compact. When you are in a world of people that are like, yeah, what do you believe? What do you, you know, what are you feeling? What are you feeling in your gut? And they get excited about it and they see that it's valuable. I mean, this is any skill in life. Then we expand that. We, we give it more attention. We allow it to be present in our life and it becomes more powerful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that especially things, things are changing so fast and just especially, you know, emerging women and emerging human, we work a lot in tech. We work a lot with engineers mm-hmm. and I mean, even the software it, like that they're using to create the products is changing. Like it's the, the change is happening so fast And so I do think that human consciousness will naturally uh, develop this sixth sense, I guess, literally, if it's not already developed. And what's the seventh and the eighth and the ninth of like the grok, you know, like grokking something, which is the stranger in a strange land. I don't know if you've ever read that book or heard that term. God, it's an old, it's a fabulous a fabulous book, but it's, they use this term grok where if I'm grokking you, I'm actually um, able to uh, see outside, feel what you're feeling, like live in your reality. And we grok each other and it's a quick way to like check in or, okay, I'm going to grok you. And it's super intimate. Um, And in the book, there's like crazy sex scenes and stuff, but But I do think that our ability to even take intuition to another level where we can not just have a hit about something, but really like live, you know, alternate options um, so that we can try it on, like, you know, I guess trying on a coat or even more intimate than that. I can't even describe it. I do think that humans are going to develop this over time. Well, what's that's why we see it in kids and things like that. Yeah. So you bring up a great point. So if you run a company or you are in a corporate structure, every new generation that comes on the planet comes encoded with these higher vibrations. So you have, you know, like you mentioned, children and crystal children coming onto the planet. They naturally feel their environment. They naturally are able to see through people and see to the truth. So, so corporation and business has to evolve to this new workforce that's coming in. And it's interesting because there's a lot of things said about the younger workforce, you know, um, lots of things, things. (laughs) but, but if we come from a perspective of greater understanding of how they are built, Mm -hmm. then we, we shift our perspective. We're looking through the wrong lens you know, we're looking at how how a younger workforce doesn't add up to the way that things used to be. And mm-hmm. what we're not doing is looking at what are the skill sets that are here to evolve how we do business, because the world is going to change drastically and is changing drastically as we speak. And so to be able to harness the genius in each generation, because that's one of the things I teach my corporate leaders is to understand these different generations and what they're here to do and what they're about and why, you know, why they are the way they are and the value in it and how to utilize that value. It's so incredibly 
like important, right, for business because it has to evolve along with how the planet's evolving and how the people on the planet are evolving. And just a little bit more on that, I'd love to hear like, what is that trend that you're seeing that the younger gen, because you alluded to the fact that yes, they are actually more intuitive. Yes. And they are more open, but say more about how that's going to, tr- how, how having more people with that ability is going to transform the so way we run able- our businesses. Yeah. You want to be able to utilize that skill set, not shut it down, right? We don't want to put people in boxes. We want to say, what are their natural skills? And that goes beyond just you know what I mean? The hard skills of like why they're coming into the position, but like, what are they good at beyond that? Right. Do they have a good sixth sense? Do they really, are they able to, you know, and you, you would ask people like, what, what are you good at? And you care about people. And because of that care, and because you're telling people the truth, this, these younger um, generations, they spot lies like that. Right. So if we're hiding behind in a corporate structure or as the boss, so to speak, if we're hiding behind a bunch of lies, you're not going to earn the respect of that younger workforce. And this is why a lot of turnover. This is why if we aren't seen for who we are in the younger workforce, if if we aren't acknowledged right for our gifts, because this is this is the evolution of humanity where people are able to acknowledge and see their own gifts and to be acknowledged by others. And what's fascinating, I have a son who's nine and his generation completely understands something that like my generation or older generations didn't understand. His generation understands that everybody comes with a specialty, right? So he does what he does well. He doesn't feel he needs to learn everything else because he believes like I've come for a purpose and the other people that round out this, let's say idea or corporation came for their purpose. And when we're all in our purpose, we're going to all work well together where the way that we were brought up was like, learn every subject, right? Learn everything about everything and try to do it all. Try to be well-rounded. This new generation is like, let me do me. And I have this slice of the pie. And then, you know, Bob has that slice of the pie and Shelly has that slice of the pie. And together, collectively, they understand the collectively piece we rise. So it's not about how do I dominate over everybody else? How do I know how to do everything better than everybody else? Which is why these younger generations too struggle in school, which wants them to be well-rounded in every single subject. When like the chemist only wants to dive deep into chemistry, the little chemist child and the math mathematician child is like, great. Yeah. I want to learn to write and I want to learn to read, but like, then I need to spend most of my time doing math because this is what I came for. And so this is part Mm -hmm. of the evolution that needs to happen, you know, in education, how we view people, how we hire people, all of that kind of stuff. Love it so much. And I do see that as something that is happening within corporations and with entrepreneurs, you know, getting people, believe me, when, you know, you want like a catch-all, right? I see these job descriptions out there where people, you know, we're hiring people and they're like, I want them to do social media. I also want them to help me write my blogs. I also want them, it's like, I want this one person to do everything. And I've been guilty of that myself. And I love this idea. And it feels like a new model in the gig economy, you know, it's like, well, I'm just going to do this one thing and I'm going to do it for nine clients rather than I'm going to have one employer and do freaking everything. 90% of which I'm not in my sweet spot. 90% only 10% is in my native genius. So I love what you're saying. And I love that we're making it okay for kids to just 
you know, like be your soul self, you know, just figure out what really makes you happy. And of course they're going to have to do stuff that doesn't make them happy. We don't want that. (laughs) You have to have some resilience, right? You need to take the trash out and it's it's, it's about learning. You want to learn different subjects, but to try to, let's say about everything in life to try to put a child who's naturally this into, you need to be a perfectionist at this. Yeah. Only going to stress that child out. So we see a lot of stress in the younger generations. Um, A lot of also just parents who have a perception of who the child needs to be versus who is this soul that came into this life. And they here to express, you know, and I have to credit my son for teaching me a lot about this because he put me around a lot of children. And of course, when I walk into a classroom, I intuit all kinds of things from that room. Oh my God. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he really taught me, you know, when he was five years old, he said, I know why I'm here. And I'm like, why are you here? He goes, I'm going to build big buildings. I am a builder. I'm here to create like, and he at five years old was like, I'm going to create ecological buildings. That's what my son says. Like, where does that come from? I'd never even taught him that word. And I was like, oh, and so my husband is a musician. I, you know, do what I do. Like we've never asked him to do any of those things. My husband doesn't want him to play the same instrument he plays. I'm just interested in him being him and mm. discovering what he loves to do. You know, he he loves to create videos. He loves to, he's like a little director. He loves to build things, everything, right? From Legos to blocks to everything. And so I foster that as part of his early training in his soul mission, what he came here to do. Um, and I allow him tons of space to do that because I think that's important. Like mm-hmm. he'll probably have some career in the future where if he's able to really hone the thing that he loves, he'll be great. Right. And he'll mm-hmm. be able to do that in the world and find his way. So I think acknowledging who each person is as a soul and not necessarily who we want them to be, but who they came to be is so valuable. And same with who we hire. Who is this person? What are they about? What are they great at? Let's hire for that. And on my team, I always ask people, do you love what you're doing? I want you to do what you love to do. Because if you love to do it, you're going to do it great. And you're going to show up to it with a positive attitude and great Mm -hmm. energy and everything you produce is going to have great energy behind it. So, you know, there's, there's people that only love to do, you know, graphic design and they love to do creative things. And they're like, this is what I love. And then there are people that are like, I don't even want to touch graphic design. I'm not a designer. I'm not creative. I like this. And so that's the way I've run things and it's run pretty well. And when we get to know people and we care about people, like who they are, mm-hmm. that is really speaking to this new generation. They want to be seen and heard. Mm. Yes. And just to say, just a word here for women, owning your desires and getting into that spot of what you really want to do and take the shoulds off. And, you know, is it's always, I find it that there's definitely a gender inequivalent. There's an, there's any, not inequality and inequivalence with how men have no problem owning their desires and saying, Oh, this is my sweet spot. I think I'm just going to stay here. And women mistaking, not all women, but mistaking, this is my sweet spot. I want to do this with, oh, I get a lot of positive feedback when I do this. Mm -hmm. And that is, those are murky waters. So putting a stake in the ground, not just for our kids, but for ourselves, for what is it that you really desire, regardless of how many positive accolades you get on the other side of it is huge. And it sounds like that's what you do. Yeah. And it's, 
so important to also know that we, for the hundred years that we were in the 1900s, we were in a masculine vibration. So there was a lot of favor to the masculine and especially in corporations and businesses. Since we've moved into the 2000s, we're now in a feminine vibration, which is why we're seeing the rise of feminine leadership Mm -hmm. and business. Women also have a different touch a lot of times and a different kind of perception on the world of business and life. So we are going to see, and it's, it's just now taking kind of steam, but we are going to see where more and more women will feel like this, this support behind them in their feminine leadership. And um, in the same token, we are going to see men a little bit struggle to find their place in this Mm -hmm. new paradigm of leadership. Mm -hmm. So there's an interesting change that's happening just because of those changes in um, in frequencies that we're in. So it's almost like you have a wind at your back just supporting you as as a female and in your feminine leadership at this time. We're going to see exponential growth of businesses run by women, started by women and and that ethos and empathy and and heart-centered connection Mm -hmm. that women can really bring, right? The same way that women are the heart of the home, they say, they are the heart of business too. And that is really going to resonate with the younger generations. Woo! I love it. I love it that I, I love making that connection that women are the heart of the home and women are the heart of the business too. Love it. Yes. Relationship centered success. That's, that's what we can look forward to when more women or more of that feminine model of leadership gets adopted. Yes. So yeah, love that. Okay. I could go on and on. And Shauna, this has just been wonderful. I, I love, I love hearing how you're working with all kinds of people and really shifting the awareness around um, what we have in terms of resources to fully actualize as human beings. And soul frequency just feels like, you know, one of those skill sets that if we want to have a rich and meaningful life full of purpose, we need to develop that skill set. And I appreciate that you're offering that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me.